I'm sorry. Yeah, that that seems to be the way to get out of things. Just say you're sorry. Don't don't be held accountable. He said he's going to refund all the FTX US. So, dude, didn't I? I swear, I like I don't want to fucking pat myself on the back. I fucking knew it. I knew that that was going to happen. Like once he said he was going to refund dude, the American, you did, dude. You you called it. You called it earlier. Um, I don't know how you do these type of things, but I specifically remember you saying, I mean, there's no fucking way, but you did, dude. Tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Oh, 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 or is it just a hit and run? Hey, we got a good thing. Don't know if I'ma see you again. But is that a good thing? This girl, I can't be your man. No, man, I know what's on your brain. You probably hope it never would end. Like, is it the real thing? Or is it just the one night stand? Well, then, let me see you get high and go low. I care, won't you drop that thing down to the flow? I'm here for one night, how far will you go? I wanna see you work on me, work on me. High and go low. I care, won't you drop that thing down to the flow? I'm here for one night, how far will you go? I wanna see you work on me, work on she like them boy with the big old chains Right around town in the big old range I knew it when I rocked big old chains Not a little nigga doing big old things Would you look at that? I came back for it Just to get to you Like you asked for Man, that thing in them jeans too fat for it Rebound, so I caught off the backboard I told a baby girl, come here No, I run the town even when I ain't from there and I brag hardly, but just to show up at this party I made with your nigga making one, yeah, that's unfair, but So is life, take a chance, roll the dice Money can't buy your love, cause it's overpriced Don't overthink, just hope it's right I'm only here for the night, hey, we got a good thing Don't know if I'ma see you again But is that a good thing? This girl, I can't be your man No man, I know it's on your brain You probably hope it never would end like, is it the real thing? Or is it just a one-night stand? Well, then, let me see you get high and go low. I care, won't you drop that thing down to the flow? I'm here for one night, how far will you go? I wanna see you work down for me, work down for me. High and go low. I care, won't you drop that thing down to the flow? I'm here for one night, how far will you go? I wanna see you work down for me, work down for me. Carolina blue kicks fresh on the scene Hottest nigga on the block, damn girl, you mean uh, They be starting shit, but it's your world On my mark and shit, you go, girl She bad and she know it, some niggas save hoes I'm not that heroic, could you be my escort? Cause just like them two door fours Damn, they don't make them like you no more Cold world, real cold world Them boys cool, me, I'm on fire Know what's on my mind, try and see what's on yours tonight uh, Tonight, tonight, move slow, but you wanna live fast. Up late, so you probably skip class. Life is a test, so before the night pass, get right, uh, get right. Hey, we got a good thing. Don't know if I'ma see you again, but is that a good thing? This girl, I can't be your man. No man, I know what's on your brain. You probably hope it never would end. Like, is it the real thing? Or is it just a one-night stand? Well, then, cold world. Straight up, now tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Oh, oh, oh. Or is it just a hit and run? 
whip. Hey, straight up, I tell you, I just really wanna cut when we together. Oh, oh, oh. Come here, girl, let's get it on. Straight up, now tell me, do you really wanna love me forever? Oh, oh, oh. Or is it just a hit and run? Well, straight up, I tell you, I just really wanna cut when we together. Oh, oh, oh. Come here, girl, let's get it on. Uh, yeah, J. Cole is pretty much the goat. Uh, Bark, uh, I want to cover this thread. Is there any chance we get Aaron Ito up here? Um, I mean, in the last space, Aaron said he was leaving and he wasn't going to talk about the thread anymore. Um, I mean, you can try to get him up here. I mean, this is uh, – I know. I know, Fungible. I mean, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? I mean, can we cover it without him here to <sighs> even comment on it? Dude, I, I got so much pushback about this not covering it, and now I'm covering it, and now there's no, uh, – the problem is we've been doing 30-minute space. There's just not enough time in the day, maybe. I don't I – Yo, did he rug? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's not enough problem in the day. You know, my life is so hard. You know, Bark's got me doing 30-minute spaces. I can't contain myself. I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, you know, damned if I do, damned if I don't. Sparky, Sparky. Um, yeah, uh, let's pass it. No, let's not pass it off to anybody. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough position, right? Like, you don't know, you know, we. Aaron wrote a 53-minute, you know, fucking Batman-length thread on this thing and is not here to, to discuss it. So, I don't know. Fungible, do we talk about it? Can we, is it? Do we do we even go into it? Let's fucking do it, man. This is a motherfucker who needs to be taken out. I had issue with him since I fucking figured him out. Okay, and what what is that? It what was what is the issue? Well, first and foremost, I don't like the way he handles Fud. You know, very immature. You know, he's the same, he, he uses the same type, dick riders. And, like, if you ever see how he handles FUD, it's just very unprofessional and unbecoming of a true influencer. That's number one. Number two, someone with that much visibility should be teaching people a few things. I never learned a fucking single thing from him. Matter of fact, I've never heard him say anything of substance ever. I used to go to that space in the morning it was one of my uh regular spaces because you know mando and fucking osf supposedly like were top traders in london and then got into nfts so you know where else would i go never learned a damn thing stopped going like when i had said that i left spaces for like four to five months those are the types of spaces that I was like, what the fuck is this? Okay. Um, all right. Alex is back. Um, yeah, I mean, Alex, it seems to me there's a lot of emotions involved at the moment. You know, I think there's a lot of emotions overall. Um, I mean, how do we proceed? You know what happens when emotions get involved? You know, people start doxing you in Discord you know, trying to spam bot you. I mean, this is why I'm saying 
is it even worth talking about it? I feel like we can't even can't talk about anything anymore. I mean, we're like a, a loaf of Wonder Bread. We got no rhythm. We just can't talk about anything. What's up, Alex? Yeah, uh, I'm going to definitely cover it line by line. I'm not going to give... I've got... I think we're very great at this and not shoving our opinions onto this thing where I, I, I think that's what we do. We just go line by line. Uh, this is... The problem, I think there's a little bit of opinion in this information when I'm reading it. I think there's, you know, he's, he's automatically saying this is a double fraud, right? So that's an opinion. Um, you can't really, I, I look, we're going to go back and forth in this shit. All I want is information. Uh, that's all I'm searching for. Uh, this is where like, yeah, we're going to get, we're going to get pushback for this. Um, and it's frustrating that we're going to, because everyone gangs up, like everyone gangs up on everyone it seems like um like i when i'm getting in trouble i'm like bark you got to help me here you know i'm like yo get 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 me get me out of trouble dude and it happens everywhere i look um you know whenever this account got suspended bark there's a ton of people that were fighting to get it unsuspended right um so i i don't know man i'm gonna go line by line i'm gonna give aaron like another couple minutes see if he'll come up if not you know i don't know though bark Dude, I don't know if we even want to cover it. If Aaron doesn't feel the need to cover it, I really don't feel the need to cover it. Well, I mean, Aaron's last words. I mean, I don't even. I'm not gonna. He can come up and say them if if he wants to. I mean, you know, like I said, there's a ton of emotions involved, and and look, we're we're trading fucking pictures on the blockchain, and this is what happens. Um, this is what it's turned. This is what it's turned into. But look, I think the la- the worst thing we could do would be to leave things completely in in the dark. I think it is important that we do discuss. The, I think we do discuss the thread. You know, I think it's important that we do hear from both sides and we and we present the information forward. I mean, that's that's it. Present the information. I mean, you can't fault that. I mean, look, the sky is blue, the grass is green. If you want to argue with me about that, and then somebody will. You know, I got comments right now. Grass is blue. You know, sky is green. But I think overall, the information being presented, and then and then let both sides speak. I mean, we tried to get Valhalla up on stage. And they were sending in fucking soldier after soldier to get sniped. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. We tried to get Alex Scamlin on stage and he was swimming up the river. Uh, he didn't want to talk about it. So I'm totally cool. I want Aaron up here. I want Farouk to come up here. Like, I want them both up here. Um, they don't have to be at the same time, although I would prefer it. But okay, go ahead. You want to read through line by line? Let's do it. Hmm. Um, I, you know what? If Aaron's not going to be here, I'll, I'm, I don't want to read line by line. Because I, I won't be able to bounce it off anyone. What do we think Aaron thinks here? Uh, I don't want to try to figure out what he's fucking thinking. If he wants to come up, we can explain it. You know, maybe Farouk will come up and defend it as well. So either or party comes up, uh, then we'll go through it. But I'm going to let other people. I'm not getting held accountable for this shit. I mean, dude, we put an emoji at the end of our name. All of a sudden, I, we have like a 12-hour a space. The truth about chill and villain. You know, people contacting your employer. <laughs> people contacting your employer. People do- like people saying that people are dick suckers because they have an emoji, uh, all this shit because we for what, dude? I don't. I couldn't tell you. Uh, now we're pushing the boundaries. If we if we actually go down this avenue, Bark, you, are you ready for another twelve hour hate space? Ugh, I mean, that was a. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's no emoji to attack this time. I mean, you have a fire and a, it's, they're going to need two spaces if they want to attack the emojis this time. Uh, the question mark and and the fire emoji, uh, but I mean, what's, well, you can what's get your account to... suspended too. That that so you, the way I look at it, you're either going to get a hate space thrown on you, or you're going to get your account suspended. So I don't know. Maybe there's a third option that how this outcome plays out for us. Well, how else do you think it's going to play out? Well, if you're lucky, you get both. Uh, in your case, you got both of them. Oh, and and you know, 
getting removed from your your job, uh, your Web three job. That was a, that's the other one. That's the trifecta. Anything else that happened over there? Um, I, I don't know. No, I mean, this is it's a it's a it's a it's a strange thing. But this we're we're in unpre- we're in unprecedented times. This is uncharted waters. You know, there's a big threat out here with some major accusations. So, I mean, you're saying you don't want to go through it without Aaron to explain it. I mean, yeah, who are we going to ask? Like monkey? We're going like, to hear opinions. T- like, I hate hearing secondhand information. I hate it. Um, you know, I want to hear Aaron's side of the story, but maybe other people have their own personal stories that correlate with this. So maybe we can go that avenue, Bart. Uh, let's, let's check real quick. Let's check. Lambo, uh, are you familiar with what's going on here? Yeah, I, ju- I just finished reading through the thread, and uh, Aaron sent me there a, a video of his and Farouk's text, private text, and I read through all the text. I just couldn't uh, understand what they were saying when it was in a different language. Great, great, uh, great value add to the conversation. Uh, you absolutely. Want- not- I'll go. Up? I'll start with line. I'll start with line one. The first accusation, right, is of Farouk. No, 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 no. We're not, we're not going over the thread unless we have one of the two parties here. Um, if you had your own personal experience, then that's what I want to hear. Did you ever have a personal experience with Aaron or Farouk? Uh, no, I have not really ever interacted with either of them. Okay, then how do you know any of this information is accurate? Well, that's the, that's the great thing about the, the blockchain is that we could see all here of these. We fucking go with the blockchain stuff. It's All Web right. three. All right, look. I mean, we got we got the blockchain, but meanwhile, you know, Sam's out here fucking gambling away, fucking eight billion. It's just, oh, just didn't see that on the blockchain. Didn't see that fucking transaction on the blockchain. Oh, my favorite sleuth found it after the fact, though. Oh, I, I saw this coming. Eh, shut the fuck up. All right, all right, dude. I get it. I get it, bro. The blockchain never lies. Okay, so give us some blockchain evidence. All right, first accusation is with monster rehab and whether or not this is an undisclosed paid promotion uh in number six of the shorter thread you have the etherscan link of Farouk getting the payment of four uh no 5.4 ethereum and Farouk comes out and says 10 minutes they're talking about it in clubhouse come to learn about monster rehab less than two hours left to mint and the good founder behind them project it's a sleeper 100 percent. and then after that he goes on to say well like do you consider that is that like the ftc the point of the ftc is to protect consumers from being taken advantage of by like celebrities or or malicious marketing tactics does that does that sentence really sound like he's trying to rug all of his founders and convince them all to buy monster rehab or is it? Does it sound more so like, oh, come check out this opportunity? There's What's been the, other. Is, I'm sorry, Alex. Oh, you're good. Well, no, guys. you don't have to apologize, Fungible. Yeah, you, as co-host, been... you can interrupt anybody. Uh, that's how it goes. Thank you. So, this is not the first time he's been accused of this behavior. I don't remember exactly what project it was, but there was a project where he minted, and he minted big, and he dumped on his followers for 30 ETH. I don't Wait, I, 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 can you guys hear Fungible? It sounds like he's talking out of his asshole. He's in a fish tank. All right, all right. Uh, Fungible, your mic's in your asshole right now. 
Uh, no one can. No one can really understand. How about you. now? How about now? Nope. Uh, still up there. You gotta get a little. You gotta yell, Fungible. Pretend. Pretend that uh, Lambo just cut you off in traffic. How about now? There we Perfect. go. Perfect. Sorry. All right. So <clears throat> to readdress. <clears throat> so this type of behavior is not. This is not an isolated incident. And maybe someone in the audience or someone on stage can verify the exact detail. And he minted big. And he dumped on his followers for the tune of 30E. I'd have to do some research to find the exact project, but this is nothing new. And this is a problem with influencers. Like we had this issue with art goblins. You know, it's just, it keeps coming back. And I felt like like things in the space are changing, right? And changing for the better, right? With Alex's spaces and Bark and like uncovering and presenting information that otherwise wouldn't be to help protect people who are buying NFTs who otherwise would lose a lot of money, right? And it's like, I saw this thing with Aaron and this information. I said to myself, oh man, finally, we're going to get to this now. So, I mean, I understand either having one or both in the space to kind of talk about it. But this type of situation, whether it's Farouk or not, is definitely something that needs to be addressed in the space and something that leaders in the space need to stop or need to address or need to help educate people to avoid. I I just don't know. Like we can write threads out. We can, we can, I feel like we can do anything, but does it any, ever, like, prevention ever happen? Have you ever seen well, it work? Well, I mean, <laughs> fucking Valhalla, other than the fact that, you know, the price recently went up, I have, you know, I'm, I have some of my suspicions, but I, I didn't dig deeper, so I won't go too much into that, but, you know. No, fuck that. They've, they've meant it on Anon while it's all over that, the fucking place. That particular uh, situation, I think progress was made. Okay, they. I mean, they've got fucking bags on fucking bags on a, on different wallets. It just, um, you know, it didn't prevent anything fungible. They're going to continue to do it. I think it saved some people because people did lose money. I mean, what about all those people that that bought Valhalla for point nine? You know, I mean, that was a lot of people lost money on that, and those were definitely people that didn't have the information that was being spread here. Okay, but I mean, they still meant it out. I would have, I think if we would have, I, I think if the space was, it's critical thing, like, I don't know, how, like, it tells me we're not far enough in the, or they, they did so much manipulation in the back end, uh, just so many, I, I, that one bubble map exposed so many fucking, like, wallets tied to one wallet, minting those Valhallas, um, I don't know how many fucking Valhallas, but I go on their Discord, you know, they're getting like 200 likes on their fucking announcements, it just doesn't make sense whatsoever. So, and then they meant it out to 10K at 0.5. Um, just, you know, what the fuck, bro? It, it's frustrating to see fungible. Like, this type of shit is frustrating to see. Um, but I, I don't feel comfortable talking about this thread without one of the parties here. I, I don't know. Because like, I'm going to have to hear. Because they're already going to bitch. They're already gonna, they are, I'm already, we're already going to get bitched on for fucking, uh, fuck, dude. Fuck it. Uh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Fax. I agree that if um, 
you know, Aaron, he spent a lot of time on this thread and he's very passionate about this and he wanted to be heard, heard. And you guys thought it was a relevant uh, piece of material to review, which you gave him the opportunity to and, and kind of voice his main concerns. And he's not here now. And Farouk's not here to defend himself either. Um, so I don't see why it's a great, you know, use of our time to kind of like dig into this. I will say like I'll weigh in that I've been there, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of this, uh, kind of rug radio get started from the beginning, uh, all the work that that guy's put in. Um, there are certainly projects that were shelled by rug radio that are worthless now. Frenzies was one of the ones that I was ahead of the ahead of the mint. I was like, no, I don't. I, you know, I, I I fudded it just like we've fudded other stuff. Um, so I'll take, you know, I was right about that. Uh, I'm not trying to boast about it. I'm just saying, like, I as I go through, I I always do that. I'm like, yeah, this looks solid, or nah, I don't like what I see here, or whatever. And people need to do that at the end of the day. Um, there's worse people, you know, than Farouk, man. Like that guy, he's a hardworking guy. He's got great personality for what he's doing. Um, he's built uh, this project rug radio that if you're a rug radio holder and you are able to claim these PFPs and all this, for the most part, you know, looking back, like you would be in, in the positive. Someone messaged me today and they're like, Oh, I have 30 rugs. And like, I'm actually up overall on this whole rug radio thing. And he was kind of excited about that. Um, that being said, like P and D's and, and this kind of stuff, man, like implicating that kind of thing on people that I'm talking about, you know, you, you can put them behind bars and that kind of stuff. Like it's not something I personally want to participate in, in like revenge tours. Like I do feel like somewhere along the line here, Aaron has some spite and revenge towards Farouk, um, probably due to whatever kind of the outcome was of, of their professional relationship. And so, you know, like for me, it's just not me to like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to try to take somebody down. You know, like I feel that that's not how I would use my time if somebody else wants to use their time that way, you know, to protect other people. If that's what they're saying, um, they're protecting other people. Okay. You know, I just hope that it's not from a place of just like revenge, you know? So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's my two cents. Like I agree that if the, neither of them are here, like, I don't know, is that what we're trying to do right now? You know what though? Fa facts that you make a good point. And I sensed a little bit of that too, that, you know, why only now did something happen behind the scenes between the two that now is trying to get revenge. But the fact of the matter is <clears throat> a lot like this thing with monster rehab, you know, never disclosed that it was a sponsorship. And I'm sure the guy does a lot of sponsorships. There's nothing wrong with sponsorships, but to say you know, you don't get paid and promote a sponsorship without disclosing it. I think that's the fucking that's the problem. Right. Because what's happening is people who don't understand they're they're basing their buys off that. They're like, oh, OK, Farouk's connected. He's, you know, he, he, he knows what's up in the space. So he's recommending this project. It must be some good alpha. 
But little do they know it's driven by monetary gains, being paid to say that. So, you know, and then, then to turn around and say in a, in a, in a Discord a chat or Discord group, wherever, uh, no, we don't get paid. I think that's wrong because that's manipulation. When I used to do my Saturday spaces, I used to do AMAs. I, but we told everyone in the day, this is an AMA, sponsored AMA, one hour for the AMA, three-hour space. And all those projects had to kick up NFTs to be given away in that space. Never for a minute would I try to hide the fact that someone just paid for that AMA and try to present the project to the, to the audience as it being alpha. So, I mean, I think that that's the problem. And for someone with a platform of his size, he, I feel he's not being as responsible as he should be. There's nothing wrong with making money. There's nothing wrong for taking sponsorships. But you got to be clean about it. Okay. Um, fungible, is it, is it or is it not true that you have some sort of amnesty, it sounds like, against Farouk? You personally don't like him. You said the show... You know, you didn't like the morning show, things like that. I mean, to Fax's point, to Fax's point, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Fungible, but to Fax's point, without them here, it's it's just it's just a lot of, I don't know, is it, what do you call it, misinformation, opinions, emotion, without them here. I mean, I don't know how we progress through the situation without them both on stage and go through question by question and moderate the situation. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Fungible. I mean, what do you think? Well, you can, that's right. You can't because, I mean, there's like, they say there's two sides of every story. There's actually three sides. Side A, side B, and the truth. So, right, without, you know, both sides being here and then being able to flesh everything out and then letting the audience decide what they think is accurate or the stage coming to some kind of realization of what's actually true, I think is the right way to go. I don't dislike Farouk. Like, he's not vindictive. Well, I mean, I've seen him be vindictive. You know, I've seen him respond to FUD in a way that I think is sh should be unbecoming of someone on his, you know, at his of his stature. You know, being a leading figure in the NFT space. You know, being an OG in the space and having a lot of people that listen to the information he puts out or the recommendations he makes, I feel that people on that level have a higher responsibility to walk the right path, to be as clean as possible, to not stoop to the levels of the FUD they're receiving. Right. I think like when Frank did that dick rider shit and, and, and Farouk handling FUD like that. I don't dislike them, but they lost all fuck. I lost all respect for them because they can't handle pressure. All successful business people would say uh, General Patton, all of these great leaders from history. What made them great was they can handle pressure, right? And, and these influencers, they, they crack under pressure, right? They stoop to the lowest levels possible and that's not what an influencer should be or, or what the definition of an influencer is, right? The definition of an influencer now is who has a big following. No, it's someone, in my opinion, the definition of an influencer is someone a, providing selfless, 
useful information without personal gain. That's number one. <clears throat> never, for an example, never tweet, never tweet a project if you bought those NFTs before you tweeted it out, because that is just as you're just as guilty as a pump and dumper, right? Like those fucking stock scans. That's you're just as you're just as guilty if you do that. Anytime I recommend an NFT, I never do it. I don't. I I never buy the NFT until I post it and give other people the chance. Because if I buy it at one price and then I tweet it up, tweet it out, and twenty more people buy it and it raises the floor price, I just manipulated that thing, and that's wrong. Yeah, I don't know. You know, like if I buy something, let's say. Um, you know, let's say no. I buy an NFT. Um, you're not gonna come off mute, John. Just fucking. I was I was gonna come off mute. I was just contemplating what he said. You know, your definition definition of an influencer fungible. I, I, so you're saying, I, I don't really understand your definition. It's someone who's selfless. I think they should be selfless. Like, see you, you fit the mold better than anyone I've seen. Right. Because you have the big following, but you're out here using that visibility and reach to better the space, not to fucking leech off it or vampire fucking sucking energy from it and money from it. That's wrong. That's why a lot of people want to become influencers because they want that ability to take, not to give. Right. That's the difference between you and them. You're a giver. Those others are takers. Mm. Yeah, I, I noticed uh, you can monetize attention very well in Web3. If you're able to capture attention, you're able to capture dollar bills, if you'd like, if you so choose. I would much rather capture your thoughts, Fungible. I'm using this platform uh, to capture people's thoughts and become a better version of myself. So I am very selfish. If the side effects of that are what you mentioned, that's just the side effect. The main reason I'm here um, is because I, I never had uh, thoughts the way I do now. And I've never engaged with people uh, the way I engage with people now. Like Web3 is just different, right? It's just completely different. Um, that So I don't want to ruin that. Um, and I think if I go and just monetize the fuck out of my attention, I will ruin what I'm actually getting out of Web3. And that is a better version of myself. Anyways, I want to hear from other people up here. I want to go to Block. Uh, Block, what got you into Web3? What got me into Web3 is um, I have an art studio and I just literally just wanted to come to a come to a place where I could make a little money and try to get people to appreciate artwork like they didn't appreciate it in Web2. That was a fucking that was a fucking fastball dog. Like, what the fuck? You threw a fastball right at my face. I hope I caught that bitch. But um, really, I wanted to tell you something, bro, um, regarding pushback. Uh, Alex, the community basically bullied you. <laughs> We basically bullied you into talking about this shit, bro. Um, we could kind of tell that you weren't. Yeah, dude, I got fucking fifty-one tagging me every fucking five seconds. <laughs> every fucking five seconds. I'm like, oh my god, um, bro. That makes we me basically, do it less. dog. We the, could tell that you from the chest press too. Like, you ever seen a video from fifty-one? He's like, Nuh! and he just racks like the chest press. He's like, here's what I learned from Shillin' Villain Space. It's the best. Um, he's not skipping any fucking time. He just hits record and just goes. What's up, block? He just does what he does, bro. He's 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 a firecracker. That's what I like about him. But Doug, we were we could tell that you weren't fucking hundred percent comfortable about 
talking about this shit. Um, so dude, I got basically... I just got off suspension, dude. Like that's what I'm saying, dude. I'm gonna get resuspended. Everyone's gonna attack this account again. It's just repeat, rinse and repeat. And I get Aaronito's frustration. Uh, I understand it, but it's like, dude, if we can prevent something, then I would do it. But I don't think this prevents anything. I mean, do you think that this will prevent anything? Um, okay, uh, fuck, bro. I, I don't think it'll prevent anything. I do think that. I, I do think we don't have a. Uh, we don't have a choice. We kind of have to talk. But but I will say that it's on us. It's on the community, bro. Like we just have to spread as much awareness, just like you you do, bro. Like you talk about these uh, scamabons, scamos, like not not Alex like what all these guys like you basically we have to talk about them that way at least at least at the very fucking least people are hearing about it and and you know we can kind of we're not going to take them down we're not going to take them to jail we're not going to do any of that shit but but we have the ability to spread awareness and I think that's I think that's fucking important I think that's super fucking important and I will say this we can take the brunt of that shit bro we can take the brunt of whatever pushback whatever fucking whatever they like we will take that shit that's why i'm so glad that you are neutral on this shit bro like i'm so glad that you're fucking neutral as fuck you're you're being dog i feel like we're like you're evolving in front of our fucking eyes like the april alex is not this alex right here and i'm glad for that bro i'm fucking glad for that i feel like you do not deserve to keep having to you know to take the brunt of shit when you're literally just trying to inform your community or or what so we will take that brunt we will take the brunt of that shit they can't they can't block all of us they can't ban all of us they can't you know say it's all fud from all of us if there's a whole community saying hey well why can't we ask tough questions why can't we you know it's not fud just to we can literally just change the narrative um it's not fud when you're asking a question it's not fud when you're being critical it's not fud when you're simply just saying hey this doesn't sound right how many how much money do you want what are you going to do with it shove it up your ass no we're, we're not fucking with that we can learn that from you and then we can take it take it from there and just we can be the ones that that take it forward from there that's that's what i think awesome alpha Did, did we just get a stamp of approval from Fungible? I was yeah, waiting for you to go. It. You just said you came off mute, give that stamp approval, and right back on mute. He's yeah. co-host. He's got the badge. He's co-host. All right. He just handed them out. Uh, Fungible, we're going to hear from other people. I want to hear your takes on what their takes are. I'm going to go over. Look, 51's tagged me 51 times in the last 51 seconds. Um, I'm not, I don't want to hear from them at all. I want to go to Begin. Uh, I know Begin. You, you meet up. You talk NFTs. Um, what's your thoughts on influencers in the space? Do they, can they move a needle? They can 100% move a needle. We watch them move needles over and over and over again. So that's why if you are an influencer, you got to like recognize your power and be a little bit more careful. So even related to this Faroque thing, a good example is Monster Rehab. A lot of people don't know Monster Rehab is actually part of NFT media box company, which is Arabian Camels. So, I mean, if you, if you don't know. Arabian Camels was some like shitty project came out right after Apes. If you had an ape, they give you a camel. And then they turned it into a scam where they released an NFT every month. They're going to release a new 10K collection. That was their dream after like abandoning some dumb camel movie idea. And one of the first projects was Monster Rehab. And if you did any due diligence on that project, it was the worst. We still, I mean, I have all the screenshots from the night we did due diligence on it, like a, over a year and a half ago or whenever it was. Pathetic. 
one of the worst projects ever. The art was, it was, we literally saved the screenshots because the person who cut out the monsters and put it on the website didn't know how to use Photoshop and there's clipping all around the entire edges and things like that. So it's like, if someone says, you're an influence says, hey, this is a really good opportunity. It's a good project. We did some due diligence on it and you do your own due diligence and it's absolute garbage ass. And the guy who runs it, Master Buzz, is, you know, a bit of a scammer. Uh, so it's like, I don't know, I, I'm against that. If you're an influencer, I think that if you're going to say this is a good project and then we find it's not a good project, we should be able to say, what is your due diligence criteria? How do you do this research? Can you actually make it public? Because if you just tell people, hey, it's good. I did the work. Well, I'm just going to listen to Farouk and buy and then give got wrecked. So that's it. But again, what is an influencer? What is your definition of an influencer? Uh, a person who, through just shouting out their opinions into the void, other people listen or make actions on. They're influenced by it. Someone who says words and other people take action based off them. Okay. I don't know if there's a one. I don't know if there's one definition of an influencer because you're giving your opinions and people are listening to it. Are you an influencer again? Uh, yeah, in in some ways I am, and I have to be very careful. I'm super careful about, you know, about being public about what products I really like or what I'm investing in, and I try and be incredibly transparent because yeah it is nerve-wracking so yeah everyone's an influencer if someone makes actions off you and i know people do buy nfts based off of what i say so i gotta be careful influencer marketing came out of social media users who had significant reach right and marketers digital marketers figured out that people with significant social influence those products and services that they promoted would sell better than any other channel. Why? Because people were, they were influenced. <laughs> There's no other fucking word. The people were influenced by them, but I think it's deeper. It goes deeper into the psyche, like how we see with NFT communities, how sometimes like people take, you, you, you know, you, you say something constructive, that may be critical about a project. You got half the community coming after you, whether you were just being honest and critical enough, they don't care. They, they, you know, they want you, they're coming after your head and the psychological, whatever. I mean, I'm not a fucking doctor, but whatever that does, whatever social is doing to people's minds, that's what marketing was. Um, Fuck, man, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, the whole point is influencers, fucking influencers, they fucking got people by the fucking brain and the balls. All right. <clears throat> There's a little bit of New York for you. Uh, Alex, what's your definition of an influencer? Uh, everyone's, uh, as long as one person's following you, then you have become an influencer. But the, the further your platform becomes, the more... Uh, I think I feel the, the the less opinionated you can be like if you give a fuck about people if you give a fuck about the people that are following um, that's where I think you could so like whenever you're a smaller account I'm, I'm still a smoking but whenever it's a smaller account I think it's very okay to shill your bags and to share your opinions because majority of the time the your following will know your risk tolerance your, where you're coming from but when you start scaling shit out, um, you start scaling further out, further out, further out, further out. Your opinion needs to be further and further, further, further removed. Um, if not, you will. It will end up like this. Um, this will, will will happen. You know, the the Frank space all originated because I would not bring him up on spaces. So then, what did he do? 
he started a space called The Truth About Chillin' Villain. And he started saying all sorts of fuckery. Um, and it was because I wouldn't bring him up on space, right? Maybe I should have brought him up on space. But it was my opinion that he was a liar. So I did not bring him up. Um, and I had facts to back that opinion. I had the facts to back everything I said. I said, hey, uh, here's one great example. The art was going to reveal. Didn't reveal. But my opinion, nonetheless, was in there. And so now um, they, they, they just try to attack. Um, so if I could just remove my opinion from, like, if I didn't say liar, probably wouldn't have, probably would not have blown up. I think he was getting very upset that I was calling him a liar because he is. Um, yeah, I probably could get mad that I said that. Uh, yeah, he is, dude. I don't know what to say. Um, but yeah, I think that, that's my take, Bark. The, the bigger it becomes, the, the less opinionative, or you can just be fucking, you know, you can just continue to shove your opinion but you're going to get a ton of, and, and also, hmm, no, this is too deep thought. But yeah, Bark. No, it's your, not. No, what the fuck? It's not. It's the, no, it'd it's be okay. the first deep thought ever coming out of this space. Okay. Look. Okay. Hey, what's, what's, it won't resonate. Is this an ethical It won't issue? resonate. No, it won't resonate. It won't make sense if I okay. say it. Okay. You're right. It just will be like, it'll resonate with a 0.01% and then I'll sound cringy as fuck. I don't want to deal with it. Uh, Bark. What's your definition of an influencer? Just um, an entity that can aggregate attention. That's pretty much it. And I agree with you on the terms of becoming removed and just becoming a place where conversation can happen. Like if you look at some of the biggest influencers, they're just they're just in, enticing people to have conversation, especially on Twitter. That's how it works. You know, it, I think it depends on the platform. You know, um, but I think really on um, I mean, it's generally the same, but on Twitter, especially it's about talking. It's about conversation. I think an influencer knows how to get people talking, uh, get get a conversation started and sort and source data, like run data. Like, it, you know, some of the biggest accounts are running like polls all the time. Like, what do you think about this? Or do you trust this? Or what do you see? They're just they're gathering information from their community and then they're repurposing it and putting it out. Like, hey, here's an insight that I've noticed. You know, people are upset about this or people, you know, this is the, what's important in Web3 at the moment. Just regurgitating that information. And if you use your platform correctly, I believe that you you source honest information and then you regurgitate it honestly and provide value in that way. You just you have insights about the market. But again, you that can be, hey, you get information and then you spin it and then you know, have it fit your narrative and then pump it out. That's what that's what happens most of the time uh, because it's convenient. Right. What's up, fungible? Well, I think the issue with like influencers and people like the perception, like, for example, a lot of people don't have I'm an influencer in their bio. Right. So it's the users or the people on the platform who are making that assumption that this person that I'm following or retweeting or whatever is an influencer. And I think that's the problem. The first, when people, when people look for influencers or when people label someone an influence, influencer or say that's an influencer, the first thing they go at, um, they go off of is the size of their following, which is not a good measure of influence, right? Because I mean, I've seen people on Twitter, you know, with less than a thousand followers spitting out the, the most fantastic alpha, right? They just, they just don't have the reach for whatever reason, right? Uh, but so I think that becomes the problem, right? 
a lot of people assume because they have 200,000 followers that what they're saying must be right. Oh, I too would like to have 200,000 followers. Therefore, this person who is tweeting whatever that has 200,000 followers, that must be right. And I want to be like that. So I'm going to act based on that information when that information is wrong. And and to, to Alex's point, I think the problem becomes, the risk becomes, like, yes, the bigger your reach becomes, I, th- I also agree, I think the less your opinion should be attached to your content and it should be more factual and useful, I think the risk that these accounts uh, pose on themselves is that when they put out uh, information that may either be their opinion or biased, and it turns out to be wrong. Someone, you know, acts on that, buys an NFT, the, t- the NFT goes to zero. They run the risk of losing those followers or those people listening to them and maybe a few more because then they tell somebody and they tell somebody. So I think it's, you know, there's two sides to it. I, I feel that, you know, most influencers, as we see based on their action, don't give a shit about being selfless or doing the right thing. And that is fucking not nowhere in this game. Right? That's a rare breed right there. Anyone who would say that, right? I'll do this, you know, for this is the right thing. Or I'll do this because uh, this space is bigger than me and I want to con- con- contribute positively. Um, that's rare, as we see, you know, when you fucking get a whitelist for a free mint and then flip it for 25 ETH for a fucking project that goes to three ETH. That is self, that's selfishness, right? You know, you know what else it is fungible as well? It's combined with the social proof. Right. You see a tweet from your favorite influencer, get 300 likes, 400 likes. And and you say to yourself, that must be true. You know, generally it's a tweet doesn't get 400 likes unless there's some weight to it. Uh, So to see a tweet with 400 likes, you say, wow, that must be a true opinion. Um, It's very hard to discern that on social media. You know, in real life, you know, you could walk past a restaurant. If there's nobody in there and it's in its peak hours, you could probably say to yourself, hey, you know, they're probably doing something wrong. But if the restaurant is popping, you're like, oh, wow, there's some social proof. It's a popular restaurant. It must be good. Uh, and then it's like finding out that everyone eating at the restaurant is a paid actor. That, that, that's basically what Twitter is, you know, making it a paid actor, paid actors eating at the restaurant. Social proof. What's up, Fungible? The thing that I want to figure out that, you know, is always puzzling to me is how many times do these influencers have to screw? I don't want to use the word screw, but I will. How many times do they have to screw their influencers, their their followers over before people stop listening, right? Like, to your point, right? Let's say uh, an influencer mints art gobblers for free and tweets how great of a project is, how great of a project it is, and sells it for 25 ETH, and then I go and I buy it for 25 ETH, and now it's 3 ETH. Right. How many people need to go through that process before people realize that this is shit? That why am I listening to this person? There, you know, how many people have to get fucked over before people realize that this person is not an influencer? Um, yeah, I mean, we got 51 with his hand up on stage. He's gonna stay up. Alex, you think influencers have a responsibility to use their platform? Uh, correctly, you know, I don't even know how you define correctly. You think influencers have a responsibility to use their platform ethically? Hmm. Uh, well, I'm going to answer Fungible's question, like how many times, 
uh, as long as there's new people entering in the space, as long as there's a new event occurring, that as long as they can continue to garner attention, it will never be stopped. It's like a, it's a battle between them garnering garnering more attention faster than they're monetizing it. Because if yeah, you're right. If you monetize attention, um, you'll lose that attention. If if people lose, the, I, you're seeing it right now. You're seeing it slow at the moment. A lot of quote unquote bull market influencers have lost a ton and ton of attention because they've monetized their attention to like the last fucking dollar bill they've got and they lost money and they don't want to follow them anymore. Uh, it's just, a, that's my thoughts on it is that every time you take, but it can work if you monetize in the, you can, you can grow a massive following, right? You could grow, like if you were to say, Hey, uh, if you, if you called board apes, I think this is a great buy one and you're, you're like dead on, uh, you're going to gain more attention. So, but yeah, the, the, the shitty influencers are, yeah, the asteroids, it's, it's pretty much hit them at this point, fungible. Um, and I think anyone that would give a fuck and wants to gain attention right now can do so. I mean, do you not think you can gain a lot of attention right now? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I mean, you know, it, it takes a little time. You know, I think like for me, right, I've always had like, I guess I'll call it selfless alpha, right? Like the same shit that I'm thinking and figuring out that I'm benefiting from. I'm sharing, right? So that's basically me sharing useful information that I've capitalized that I'm capitalizing on, right? That's what influencers need to be doing, and that's what they're not doing. They're they're hiding that information. They're keeping it to themselves, and then they're only releasing information when they need that reach to benefit some bullshit they're trying to do. Right. Like promote some bullshit mint that is not going to benefit anybody other than themselves. Right. Those those followers are going to buy that NFT and they're not going to make money. Right. I feel that it's really important. Like unless I'm very confident that an NFT is going to go up, I will not tweet it because I want people to see me as someone who, oh, he just recommended an NFT and I made money. Because, I mean, when I first did that in, in NFT Twitter, the, the firestorm of people, Fungible made me money, yeah, fucking this and that, and that. It went like a fucking wildfire and everyone wanted to know my take on NFTs. I Now, that, those are few and far in between, right? That's not something you can do every day, multiple times a day. But I think, you know, it's worth the wait because people... You know, they, they learn uh, that you're genuine and that, you know, your information's legit. And the main reason why I do it is because I don't want to be held responsible for somebody losing money. Yeah, that's that's the if you don't want to have to fight the battle of losing attention, then you shouldn't monetize it. That's my thoughts, because the second you monetize it, there's a you run the risk of people getting dumped on. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of people get dumped on, but if you can gain attention faster than monetization, then that's what's good. That's what, um, people will do. I'm not, yeah, but I, I just, I just, I, dude, fungible. Why are you in web three? I need to, I need to know. Okay. Um, well, I, I seem to have always been on the forefront of the web, right? The web is, you know, that's why I come from Web 1. I come from early internet, Web 1, Web 2, Web 3. I mean, digital marketing is like my main skill set, search, all that. Um, so, like, Web 3 was the natural progression, but it was crypto, basically crypto. Um, 
doing what it did in 2017, it got my attention. And that just happened to be, you know, blockchain technology, which they call Web3. But what, why I was able to get in early was because I was already on the forefront of what was going on in the web. But what made me stay here was this, what we're doing now, the ability to connect and, and to socialize with people like this and, and, and my voice actually having enough, a positive effect. Right. For a little bit there, I felt for a little bit there, I felt like I was banging my head against the wall. No matter what I said, it wasn't being heard or no matter what I did to try to like better the space. Nobody gave a fuck because everyone I was telling was all benefiting from it for the from the for the through the wrong reasons anyway. You know, no, not even that. It was in the bull market. It was because all the fucking people that I was voicing it to are all the motherfuckers that hate you. When I figured that fucking shit out. So fuck them motherfuckers. Yeah, dude. Um, it took me a long time to figure out, holy shit. Majority of the people that are capturing attention are are using their that for the wrong reason. And and the people that are using it for the right reason get attacked from it. And it's like it's like a cult, dude. And if you don't participate in their cult, they're gonna they're gonna attack you, dude. Like I see Machi. I, I dude. He gets attacked all the fucking time. And the more I get to know him, the more I'm like, holy shit, this guy's way less shady than the fucking people that I've dealt with that have a ton of attention. Like, way less. But all those people attack him. Um, even Bark, like, when he was coming up, tons of attack because he was sucking up all the attention. And I was like, and they were making me quiet. I'm like, is Bark, is he fucking, uh, he's shady as fuck. Like, I don't know if I can associate myself. All the big influencers... Cause I was, I think I, maybe I was retweeting them. They're like, oh, you can't be fucking with him. And I was like, okay. Like I backed off. Uh, there was a whole cult coming after him. Uh, just funny how that kind of works. Um, dude. Yeah. If you don't participate at those levels, you're going to get, you're going to get attacked. This, this space gets attacked constantly. I mean, by the influencers, um, you know, they just completely throw tons and tons amount of shade. Um, luckily we stand in the sun, so it don't work. I want to go over to running man. Running man, dude, you trade like a motherfucker. Uh, I think you're, I don't know. What's your thoughts on, on influencers sharing uh, financial advice? How's it going, dude? I mean, um, before I traded NFTs, I played poker for 15 years. And, you know, it's, there's a lot that, that's the similarities between NFT markets and poker and the way those industries developed and evolved. Um, I mean, the early influencers remind me of the early poker players that could sort of like play the game to a basic standard but look like fucking superstars um, because the industry was so young. You know, they looked like millionaires on the outside, but on the inside, they was walking around casinos looking for chips on the floor. Um, you know, the side that nobody saw. You know, if we look at the early influencers, you know, from last year, the 2021 influencers on ETH and on Solana, you know, we, we there was orchestrated and planned moves to manipulate the public, you know, to dump on retail, to, to distort the price and, you know, synchronise moves between a number of different influencers to create plays. And um, that went on. And, you know, a lot of the names that you mentioned up here um, very much, you know, can agree that, you know, it happened on Solar and on Ethereum. I think we started, you know, we're starting to see markets mature now. Um, everybody who's left here is pretty much clued up. Um, I think when we see we see numbers come back into this industry, there will be a certain amount of guardians in this space that probably could protect retail from you know the fucking cowboys that we had in the past, um, just basically you know skinning them alive. 
Um, so yeah, I think um, it's just it's just it's just an evolution of the markets, dude. And it's an, it's you know it, I mean those in their infancy. And as as the markets mature, I think we stop listening to these guys, these basic guys from twenty twenty one. To be fair, yeah, uh, a lot of the twenty twenty one. I mean, you can go look at them. They have like two hundred thousand followers. And then like 20, like they've completely, they have no fucking idea what to do. When you can't just say, um, when everything was going up, you could have just said fucking literally anything. Um, but yeah, dude, now critical thinkers, they're, they're, they're very fucking savvy. Uh, yeah, you're right. And the only people entering the space are also critical thinkers. I mean, the, this person DM me this morning, like, Hey, are, are, are NFTs worth buying? Like they just, they don't buy off of knee jerk reactions anymore. They're going to do their own due diligence running. Yeah, I mean, as well, I think this is a standard of influence we grew up as well. That evolves with the market as well. I mean, you're gonna, you know, you've got some dudes that are on space at the moment, but the majority used to just fire out tweets. You know, they can't talk. They can't talk on mic, and they can't talk on camera. You know, they, they can't. They can't even fucking spell most of the time. So that cancels eighty percent of those guys out that was here last year. Um, so yeah, we, we see the we see the the, the standard of the guardians in this space improve as well um so so we're going into places where most of these guys can't follow in any case in the future in my opinion yeah it's gonna definitely be an involvement and um yeah i think right now get over that fucking bar while it's on the fucking ground um i'm gonna try to get over that motherfucker and when that shit rises i mean it's gonna be hard as fuck to get back over it so i think getting over that bar at the moment is your best case um bark what are you doing to get over the bar other than saying uh, if you follow this account, uh, hit the like button. Mm, that's always a banger. If you follow this account, hit the like button. I mean, I'm getting a thousand on that tweet consistently. So I put that one out like two or three times a day. But no, I mean, at the at the moment, I think using your attention selfishly on the platform is, is pretty much a net negative all around. Um, using it selfishly. Legitimately, just provide value in a way that you're comfortable with and I believe that you'll succeed and just and use the and provide value, but, but also use the best practices, you know, make sure your brand's all kept up. You got a banner, all that shit. Make sure you're using like tweet temp, like tweet formats that people know how to read, you know, like people, I'll see people post like a whole 280 characters with no spaces or anything. They just let it rip. So I think just learn how, like what kind of tweets perform and then bring value in whatever way you know. Like make people laugh, you know, educate, whatever. Uh, but you got to bring value. That's it. Just like provide value. You know, make the space better. Pour into the space. Don't, don't just take. Because every time you take, like you destroy a lot of what you've built. Every single time you, you take, you know, it destroys. So think about it. What happens if you never take? That's, that's a question to ask yourself. Then other people will try to destroy you. They'll look, go out of their way to try to destroy you. Uh, that's what I've noticed. Whenever you don't take anything, when you're like, hey, you need to take with me. Um, whenever you don't go to that level, they're going to do, they're going to take the low road every fucking time. Um, and it makes, dude, it entices me to play their stupid ass game, take the low road. I mean, there's just so much shit. You know, look at fucking, we had a fucking 45 minute fucking medium article written on someone. What's up, running man? Yeah, I mean, yeah, some of these guys with big followings I try and destroy. I mean, it's like me, I've got quite a lot of low following because I try to like keep it real and just give trading advice and, you know, try and help people. But, I mean, you know yourself, there was like a quite a big influence on Solana that tried to call me out 
So instead of like you know playing his game, I just jumped up on spaces and just got ready, got ready to get him up on stage. It was this, I think it was this space, Alex, wasn't it? You know that, that motherfucker didn't even turn up. You know what I mean? So so you, you can't let these people try and walk over just because they've got a bigger following. Everybody's equal in this space, and everybody's got something to offer. Um, that's what I believe in any case. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's also as well in terms of monetization. It always reminds me of the film The Social Network. You know, we, we don't know what it is yet. You know, everybody wants to monetize straight away. Um, we don't know what it is yet. So, you know, sometimes it's better just to keep it real, keep true to yourself and see what the future holds. So, yeah. Yeah, everyone is. Matter of fact, like the smaller accounts always have better content, but then when they blow up, I know like when Bark was, when he was up and coming, yeah, he, he was putting out great content um, and it just completely dilutes. The bigger they get, they just dilution, 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 dilution. Uh, but yeah, the smaller accounts always put out better content. But once they, yeah, once they get bigger, they just dilute themselves to fucking bark. I mean, just fucking all over my timeline. I can't get rid of them, uh, which is fucking, it, it's cool though, because he's engaging with people. He's not just putting tweets out. He's getting in the replies. He's get, he's gathering information. I think Twitter's probably the number one resource to gather information at a rapid rate. Um, what, what's it's up? It's most updated. There's no, there's no delay. You know, you search for something on Google, you can't find what you're looking for. And the, if you do, it's like a week old, a month old, uh, two months old. Twitter, you ask a question, you're getting the answer right then and there. If I'm curious, like, hey, what kind of ice cream do people like more? You know, strawberry or chocolate? You know, I could run a poll and I could find out. I'll get the most, I'll get the 2022 December 1st information. It's the most updated to date and it's, and it's, and it's quality because it's because it's it's honest and it's like who like who's you know so i think um i agree with you i think it's about uh the information spread um but do you think that people pump false information into the system do you believe absolutely. that like people absolutely. are pumping false information uh, absolutely they absolutely pump misinformation a uh, matter of fact no i'm not going to talk about it um uh, let's go to some of these hands we got old red I mean, this motherfucker has no idea. He's been on Twitter for like six months. And he has no fucking idea what he's doing. I don't even know how he figured out to fucking get up here on the request. But uh, if you go look at his fucking tweets, his timeline, he's just bumping into shit. He has no, he gets fucking two likes. He's fucking out here bumping into tweets left and right. Fucking, what's up, old red? SPF said, sorry. Aren't we all feeling better about ourselves? And as for the influencer, I think an influencer has a negative connotation. And I think that's unfortunate. But I think it's just from experience. Everyone's been bag dumped on by by influencers. So yeah, for for my community, it's a bit of a negative. Yeah, the influencer in my mind as well is a negative connotation because of how much people monetize the the attention instead of of. Anyways, let's go to some more hands. I want to pass it back over to Begin. Uh, Begin, are influencers good for the space? <laughs> I mean, some influencers are good for the space, and some are obviously bad. But there are influencers out there who can monetize like their actual career being an influencer that aren't just dumping on people. You know, so I do agree that right now the pattern we've seen is people grow a following by shit posting. Right? T Moss is like the most classic example. He was the king of fud. Every post was just shit posting and negativity and huge audience. And then he, you know, switched over to then just like selling rug projects. So then that dilutes his brand. However, if you look at like Quit, he's a good example of he puts out quality information for anyone who's on the more technical side in the space. And then when he launched his project, his project is for nerds like me. And so buying it, I'm not even buying it to be like, 
oh yeah, buy it. I'm just going to go up and I'm going to get rich and quit needs to make me rich. You're like, oh, quit makes cool tools. These tools are for people like me who actually like, you know, want to build tools or work in the space more technically. There's value. He's monetizing his actual, you know, uh, audience in some way, but he's monetizing in a way that both sides are happy about it. So I do think that not all influencers are bad and there are ways you can properly monetize. It's just not going to be dumping on your crowd. It's going to be providing value that's even deeper or in some other way. An event, giving a, your actual holders, like, I don't know, there's a Happy Seals thing tonight at Art Basel. That might be a good enough thing. All the Seals get together, have a good time, get drunk. That might be enough value for all of them. I don't know. We'll see. Are you at Art Basel right now? Just got into Miami. Okay. Art Basel, Twitter Spaces. Yeah, I can see the purpose of Art Basel, going to these meetups. Um, it seems like they, they provide a tremendous amount of value. So begin. Uh, what are you going to be doing at Art Basel? Um, I'm gonna so I'm gonna go to like the ape stuff, the proof stuff. I'll go to the Adidas thing. Uh, just meeting a bunch of people. You know, I got a lot of friends that are all over the country and all over not even the country, like you know, other countries that are all here for once. So we get to hang out with them and talk in person and get together and laugh and joke and maybe talk about some deeper projects. So yeah, I'll go to a bunch of the major kind of party things, but mostly I'm just trying to hang out with some people that don't live in LA. That's it. Yeah, everyone apparently lives in LA. Begin. What upcoming NFTs are you bullish on? It's tough. I'm really debating on this cock punch thing because obviously, like, well, it's from Tim Ferriss, right? And then Tim Ferriss is, you know, deeply associated with Kevin Rose and the Moonbirds world. And he has an, an, a rabid audience, which I was part of being a software developer for 10 years. However, we did see uh, Tom Bilyeu with his Impact Theory Founders Key project, a similar crowd kind of miser fail miserably. But Tim Ferriss is a better version of Tom. But that's the one that I'm looking at where his crowd, I mean, he puts out a book. It's bestseller no matter what. It doesn't fucking matter. He could, he could release a $300 book and it would still be, it would still sell it instantly and people would buy whatever it is. So I think he's got a great audience. So that one I'm definitely looking into, even though right now it's kind of painful to like get in the whitelist, but that's the first one that comes to mind right now. Okay. Cock punch. I'm looking at it. Uh, yep. Total supply five, 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 five mint price 0.3 Ethereum. Yeah. Rich boy stuff. Hmm. Okay, I'll I'll look into this one. I guess what was this? What was the second one? Oh, so the, the founders key impact theory founders key, and that came like over a year ago. And actually, Tom, the guy who ran that project, he got sued and even lost for not providing enough value, and it was crazy. But it, it's a good example of where he had a similar audience to Tim Ferriss and released a project. So we got to see what's it like when someone who's like deep in the productivity space and has a big audience tries to sell an NFT. What's the reaction? And it was bad, but that might, I think that was more so the execution. Uh, but I still am like, I'm still pretty iffy. If, it, if, if, if Tom's had done good, this would have been a guaranteed home run slam out of the park. You know, put your ETH aside. But because of that, it's a little riskier, but probably a better bet than Tom's. That's all. Okay. Are you, are you actively trading NFTs at the moment? Uh, I'm selling NFTs. You're selling Well, I'm NFT. trading them. I guess, oh, okay. I guess it's, I guess that is doing them. Yeah, but I'm, I've been selling a lot. I've been selling quite a, I mean, I sold like, I sold two dogs, a mutant, and a moonbird in the last, like, week. And then I bought, like, a, a sappy seal and, like, a Gucci wolf. That's kind of where I'm at right now for what I'm buying and trading. But I've been selling some blue chips and looking at getting into, like, you know, things like seals or stuff like that. Projects that are, like, lower that have higher to rise that have communities. So. Yeah. Uh, you just showing these seals all over the fucking place. Going to the seal to. meetup. Got some seals. I mean, how many seals did you sweep? No, I just got one seal. Only one. Only one. A little bit more now. Seal. Oh, we got um, to buy one and see how the community responds. You know what I mean? Don't just – I see these people who – No, you don't even buy it. You know what you do again? You're like, oh, I'm thinking about buying it. That's what you say. 
Yeah, that is smart. I did do that to Engagement Farm before I bought it. So, yeah, that's that was definitely smart. Seals got good good engagement. I have no problem Engagement Farm in the Seals because you know why? Their founder is like just Engagement Farm mf'er. Like that's all he does. Uh, just to, on the timeline. Okay. Well, look, we got um, we got Sphinx up here, Christine up here, Kismet up here. I want to go to uh, Bark. Bark. I mean. Are you you heard about this cock punch NFT? Are you bullish on it? Hmm. I That's mean, the name of it. I mean, how all the fucking names. I mean, wait, what blockchain? First off, what blockchain it's a, it's a theory, is it? It's a five thousand okay. five hundred. You know, we don't talk about. You know, we don't talk about any other blockchains anymore. That's the rule. I mean, just if it's on any other blockchain, just forget about it. Uh, forget Which, about it. So it's on Ethereum. Like what is it called? I, it's fucking Solana. Wait, it's on Solana? No, this one's on Ethereum. 0.3 Ethereum, 5,555. Uh, last tweet got 49 likes. I just... Um, I guess we're betting on Tim Ferriss. Did they no, mint? Did they mint? No, no, they're minting in like a week from now. Maybe we'll bring Tim Ferriss up here and he can a little talk talk to us. There you go. Facts pen it to the top. Uh, mint price has now been decided. It's going to 0.3. 100% of the primary seals uh, go to a nine, non-profit. 100% goes to... Hmm... What a name, cockpunch. Wow. I've never seen art like that. You know, I've never seen an animal wearing like a funny hat before with an eye patch. Like that's it's never been done. So that's how I know, you know, when I'm in the bear market, I'm looking for projects that are just earth shattering. And something like this has really never been has ever been done. So, you know. Facing the right too, I mean, just taking risks all around. So I'm glad to see that we're innovating in NFTs. Are you going to be minting? Well, not are you. How many are you going to be minting? None. I'll be watching it, but maybe we'll get Tim Ferriss up here. For, I, I'm more concerned about the name, Cock Punch. Who is Tim Ferriss? I don't know. Some dude, man. I don't know. Begins like he's, he's Tyler Hobbs. He wrote the four-hour work. These Will fucking Ferrells. They're just throwing these names. Seth MacFarlane just, you know. Mike Tyson, just throw some random person in there, and apparently the mint goes up. I don't know why that that strategy has never worked. Tim Ferriss uh, wrote Four Hour Work Week, which is basically um, an internet entrepreneur playbook. Okay, yeah, I want my founders to work four hours a week. That's definitely um, that's definitely what I want to look for in a founder. Uh, would you work for? Would you buy? Would you buy into a founder that works four hours a week? Fungible? What does that mean? Four hour work week? Well, I mean, a lot of my income streams fit are, are fit, fit that model. So, like a perfect example, right? He talks about e having an e commerce business, right? And what he um, think that what he recommends against is like, let's say you're selling clothes, right? And you have shirts and you got black, white, yellow, green, small, medium, large, extra large, totally out. And he says, there's only one color, black, right? So what he, his strategy is you pick a product, one size, one color, that's it. You make it nice and easy because you could choose to do that, right? You could either choose to start an e-commerce business that's selling shirts that has five different sizes, 20 different colors and run into fulfillment issues when you run out of smalls and run out of reds, but then you got too many greens. And, but when you create 
the business around one size fits all because what ultimately it is at the end of the day is just about churning out sales and making money that makes you more efficient. So that's you're, you're doing, you're, you're maximizing your income and your revenue by being more, and your time by being more efficient. And then he also talks about, and then this is where the four hour work week comes into play. He talks about, um, income streams and businesses that are very passive, right? So that's basically what, like, his whole framework um, is about. Okay, passive income, Maxi. I want to go to Kismet. Kismet, are you minting these cock punches? <laughs> no. Um, but I wanted to talk about that word influencer. I think, like, I'm saying anybody over the age of 40 um, I don't know if fungible is over the age of 40, but people who've been in um, web one, two, three, like the word influencer usually is like, I was in fashion. I worked at um, L.ca and we would get bloggers, like fashion bloggers or um, makeup bloggers, life influence bloggers to, um, and we would have them on, in our, on our website because they had like fungible said, such a huge following and they had such a large reach and in web one web two the word influencer was almost like the robin hood for the people they were the gatekeepers who tested products who gave um uh, their feedback to the people try to help them when it came to whatever product it was that they were looking to buy material goods i don't think and there was like uh and also an understanding that they were diplomats and there was a like kind of like a code of honor. They really wore that influencer title with honor and respect. And they were extremely careful about it because Web2, if you did anything or you promoted something that was controversial, you would lose all of your uh, sponsorships. Like if you if you are a blogger on YouTube and you talk about makeup hacks, you have Maybelline or Mac or Sephora who support you. If you do anything out of line, then you would lose those sponsorships and that would affect your income. But here in Web3, I don't think it's fair to use the word influencer. We've just kind of like, brought it over from web two because there's no other words yet. I would not say that the people here are influencers to the traditional um, web two uh, definition of an influencer. Influencers are very respectable people um, in web two and I really enjoy them and I respect their opinion and I usually follow a lot of them because I know I can trust their, um, trust their advice. That's a great take. There That's he is. a great take. And and this is why I am so like passionate and heated over this subject is because we've made absolutely zero progress on this front. We've actually gone backwards. Well, the the money for gaining attention in web three is very enticing when you can just um yeah, wouldn't you wouldn't you agree with that fungible? I'm sorry, Alex. I was picking. I was picking up something. I fucking knocked over. Say that again, please. The, I think the money that can be gained in Web three based off just gathering attention is very enticing. So I don't know how we'll ever correct that. As long as people want money, 
they'll continue to do this. Yeah, well, I think we're, we're making some progress here, right? Because we're educating people. Because I think ultimately that's what it th- that's what's going to correct this. I don't think you know the quote unquote influencers will correct you know cre- uh, correct their what they're doing. You know, because scumbags will always be scumbags, right? You can't change that. But you can educate people in, you know, determining what to look for, what's a red flag, right? What to avoid. And I, I think, you know, I'm starting to see that, like, as of late, I'm starting to see, I guess because it's like now I'm in your community and it's like how you have been, you know, posing the tough questions and digging into shit that needs to be dug into. There are a lot of other people that kind of gravitated towards that. So it's like, um, there is, these are people that understand this, but then I think it's this community here that has to kind of keep pushing and kind of go get the word beyond us to new people or existing people in the space to kind of, start thinking through those lenses that we, we, you know, look through those lenses that we're looking through now. That's fair. I don't know if that'll ever happen, Fungible. As long as money's involved, people will always want to get money. I mean, that just seems like it seems impossible to be. I think it's, I think it's like a rare attribute um, that money isn't the number one priority on your list of doing things. The, the number one priority be something like, I don't know what, what you're doing here, but I know what I'm doing here, Fungible, building like a mindset that I believe can't be built anywhere else. I, I believe have, that is true. Have you heard of Trevon James? Always name dropping, name watching. No, 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 no. no. I'm not dropping a name like this guy is fucking good in anything. So Trevon James was a early, like a, not early crypto, but like a 2017 crypto big influencer i'm talking about like youtube he was he brought in millions and millions of dollars into that bitconnect bullshit right i'm talking like this guy was oh yeah i fucking know him yeah 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 okay all right now a lot of people lost money there right but i would say that people are more educated now to avoid those types of slippery fucks because he believe it or not the fuck is still out here He's still on YouTube. He doesn't have the audience, he, not even a fraction of the size that he had then because people know. And the only fucking people he's capturing is, like you said, the new people. But I do I do think, like, it's just like a war, right? Wars are one battle at a time. You're exactly right. Um, I'm surprised he didn't go to jail. Wasn't he supposed to go to jail? Well, um, I still, it's, I, I mean, I think that, court shit is still going on big civil case a lot of people suing him and the other guy fucking forget his name um who was also a big affiliate for big connect but um yeah i don't know i mean the the justice the wheel of justice turns slowly yeah i mean listen to listen to trayvon james listen up you didn't lose your money now you you have your Technically, you kind of lost your money. Yeah. <laughs> I was dying when that came out. I was, I, luckily, I missed the BitConnect fucking explosion. But holy shit, that was fucking massive. I, you, you, you know, a lot of YouTube, when Twitter wasn't really that the big thing, it was like fucking YouTube, dude. Like, did you remember? Actually, I'm not going to reminisce. Fuck that shit. Uh, no one gives a fuck. Facts. 
Uh, I want to pass it off to you, bro. Do you remember BitConnect? BitConnect! Nobody gives a fuck what you remember, facts! Nobody! BitConnect with the fucking zero! Just like your bitch ass! The bitch ass like some motherfuckers! Bart. I mean, what does the market need to do for you to quit? Oh, man. Um, it's tough. I don't think there's anything that you could do, I could do from this point on that's not in Web3. Knowing what I've seen and seeing what I've seen, how could you do anything else with your life, right? Like, how could you be anywhere else than in Web3? Because, like, it is, it is, it, it is inevitable. It's inevitable. That's why I'm here. You know, I've got fucking 4 million followers on TikTok. How do you know it's in my bio? If you don't know that, it's in my bio. But I spend my time here because I, this is it. Like, this is, this is actually it. So I have the conviction of Web3. So that's all it takes. Like, conviction will be any price. It'll be any floor. It'll be any token. Conviction will be, will beat all of that. Why are you here? To tell you, Bart, to shut the fuck up. No one gives a fuck. 